Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. It's August 3rd, and it's episode 207. This is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of the FantasyFootballAuction.com, the first website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to break down some of my personal auction prep as we move into August and into draft season. But of course, our analysts are always here. Well, I said that a little bit goofy tonight because nobody else is here but me. Um, we've been super busy, the three of us lately, and heading into August now, we're ready to crack down on the fantasy football. So I'm going to give you a solo episode tonight and then hopefully tomorrow night i'll get on with blister and maybe even slim and we will crank out all three of us and talk to you about auctions so i don't have a lot of banter with anyone else so if you guys are ready then i'm ready let's cock the hammer it's time for action So like I said, tonight we got a solo podcast for you tonight. It's just me. None of the other guys are here. They do some of the premium podcasts when you head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com, and click on the membership area. In membership area, you can get access to our, um, our different levels of subscriptions. If you have the premium preseason, you have access to the to the guys and their premium podcasts as well as the um, as the full sheets package. So they've been doing solo shows, and I don't often do a solo show. I usually need them to um, talk me through it. But anyways, uh, if you want to get any of those memberships, you can head on over to, head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com. Click on memberships, and there you'll see the different levels of membership that we have. The first one is called the Sheets, where we have our complete auction value spreadsheet, which includes over 300 players. They're AAVs, their average auction values um, for 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. Um, we have Superflex dollar values in there as well, and the ever-important value indicator, which shows you where the deals are. Also, Blister has his tier sheet, Slim has his tier sheet, and I have my tier sheet. Well, it's really like my one-page auction cheat sheet, and right now I have our industry auction all the information from industry auction is listed on the one page that I have ready right now. That whole package called the sheets is worth seven ninety five. And if you want to add the premium podcast to it, where the guys do budget breakdowns, positional breakdowns, not uh, auction nomination and draft strategies, draft prep, and much more, you can get that whole package with the podcast and the sheets for only fourteen ninety five. So, Without further ado, let's get into what Uncle Buckets is doing right now on October 3rd to get himself ready for his big auction drafts. So I'm going to lay this out for you. i got four different headings that we're going to walk ourselves through. The first one is working on lineups. The second one is working on my draft sheet. The third one is listening to different podcasts. And then the fourth one is doing some actual drafts. So what do I do to work on different lineups? Well, one of the things that I do is I sit at my cottage on the lake and I drink coffee in the morning and I watch the uh, waves running up on the beach and I have a little notebook 
And what I do here is with my little notebook, I have all of our auction values and I just start taking a look at what my lineups could look like. So how do I do that? Well, I work on different budget um, strategies and different budget situations. Like let's say um, like we had for the industry draft, I broke down my budget for that particular draft as, again, it was super flex and yada, yada, yada. But I had um, quarterbacks at $25. I had running back one at 45, running back two at 30, wide receiver one at 33, wide receiver two at 13, wide receiver three at $6, my tight end for $3, my flex for 30, super flex for seven. And then the nine bench spots we had in that league, I had $18 set aside. So I write that little, a little bit of budget information on the corner of my page. And I just start taking a look at the tiers of who some of the guys would be. So let's take a look at what we have right now. And let's say I wanted to spend $25 on a quarterback. So from looking at our AAVs, that might fall somewhere into the Matt Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts type range. So maybe on my little piece of paper, I write down Matthew Stafford. He's my starting quarterback. Okay. Next up is running backs. So $45 from RB1. So I start looking through the running backs and I'm like $45. Well, it's not going to get me C-Mac. It's probably not going to get me Dalvin Cook. It might get me Derrick Henry. Uh... But I'm looking more here in the Saquon, uh, Zeke, Jonathan Taylor, maybe even Aaron Jones type area. And before it would have been Cam Akers too. So I write down a name, like let's say Zeke. Okay, so next up, uh, looking at running backs for $30 as my RB2. This might get me somewhere around DeAndre Swift. Um, it might get me Chris Carson, Miles Sanders, uh, J.K. Dobbins, somewhere in that ballpark. So I write down my... Next RB, let's say it's DeAndre Swift. So I've got uh, Matthew Stafford, I've got Zeke Elliott, and DeAndre Swift is my running backs. Okay, not a bad little start. So now I'm going RB heavy in this particular budget strategy. So what could my receivers look like? So a $33 receiver is my first one because I wanted an anchor there. So maybe it's DeAndre Hopkins, maybe it's Calvin Ridley, maybe it's DK Metcalf or AJ Brown. So let's write down um, AJ Brown there as my wide receiver one, $13 on my wide receiver two. That might get me way down the list. Like maybe I have um, Jamar Chase or maybe it's Brandon Ayuk or maybe it's Kenny Galladay. So I just pick random names in here in that kind of tier. And let's say it's Brandon Ayuk. Okay, so we've got, uh, I think I just said, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is my wide receiver one, and Brandon Ayuk as my wide receiver two. Three or six dollars for my wide receiver three it gets pretty murky down here. So I look down on our tier sheets and I look and I find like maybe it's a Will Fuller at four dollars. Maybe it's a Juju. We have him at eight. Maybe you get him for six. He went for six in our industry league. Um, maybe it's a Brandon Cooks or a Lavisca Chenault. Uh, Michael Pittman, somewhere in there. So let's write down Michael Pittman for kicks. So right now, that's what uh, that lineup would look like. And then $3 for a tight end. Uh, maybe it's Alex Troutman, which I think he'll go for more than $3 now with the news of Michael Thomas. So maybe it's Jared Cook. Maybe it's Gronk. Maybe it's even Evan Ingram, if you can get him cheaper, or John U. Smith. 
All right. And then at my super flex for $7, we look at a $7 quarterback and that's way down the list. And, you know, maybe it's uh, Jared Goff or uh, maybe it's Tua or um, even Cam. So let's say it's Cam. Okay. So now I write that down and I say, okay, so that's what my starting lineup would look like if I went RB heavy. How do I feel about that? So the next situation that I go through is let's go um, wide receiver heavy and let's, you know, spend money there. And I go through the same exercise, but with those auction values. And then I take a look at what if I want to have an anchor at the running back and an anchor at the wide receiver as well. And then maybe I want to spread that out so that my flex is a little bit higher and my quarterback's a little bit higher. And I start working out my numbers there. Then I have all these different lineups and different roster constructions. And, you know, I can take a look and see, like, what do I feel comfortable with? What don't I feel comfortable with? While at the same time, I've worked out these budgets now. So we're in the live auction. I've seen these budgets before. And when things start to go like they did in the industry draft that we went through, like, for instance, I spent up a quarterback and I spent up at my wide receiver two and I... Um, spent up on my super flex. So that means I need to change my budget and rework my budget so that I can fit all the guys in there. I know the tiers that I'm looking for. I know the guys in those tiers I'm looking for, and I'm able to juggle that budget information on the fly much easier because I have worked through these teams already. I've it's essentially mock drafting by myself and just seeing where things are. Now, it's not like a mock draft or a real draft. I'm not nominating. Um, I'm not doing any sort of bidding. There's no bidding wars. There's none of that. It's just me getting a feel for where guys are at, what I'm comfortable with, and if I have to pivot, how do I do that? Okay? So right now I'm looking at some of these different budgets and, you know, um, part of me is thinking I want to pay up a, a quarterback right now. And when I say pay up, I don't mean for Mahomes or Josh Allen, but I really love the idea of getting a Justin Herbert or a Russell Wilson, um, a Kyler Murray even. Um, like I know that people have Dak really high, so I don't think I could pay up for him, but I kind of like that idea. But it seems to me that every time I work through these budgets, it's Jalen Hurts, it's Jalen Hurts, it's Ryan Tannehill. It's those guys that I'm getting. So I'm not really sure what I want to do at quarterback this year, but I think, you know, in years past, I've only spent, you know, bare minimum on quarterback. And I think I want to pay up a little bit more. And I think that my research is, will enable me to get depth at wide receiver to make up for that. Like, I think I know enough about some of those lower tiers and wide receivers where I can make up some money to pay up for a quarterback a little bit. I'm also thinking that this year, one of the things that I want to do is I want to, like I talked to Blister about this the other day, was the idea of having an anchor at each position. So rather than having, you know, three $20 guys at wide receiver, I'd like to pay up to 35, let's say, for what my wide receiver one, and then see where the chips fall for wide receiver two and in particular wide receiver three. I just think having that anchor to build each position around is pretty valuable this year. I'm also really considering um, attacking stacks and stacking wide receivers and quarterbacks or tight ends and quarterbacks, um, maybe even pass catching running backs 
um, with the quarterback as well. I just think that, uh, listening to the information that Josh, Josh Larky put out a couple weeks ago on stacking and not just doing it in best ball, but what it actually does for your redraft leagues as well. I ju- it, it was just so valuable. So. I think that's something I'm really going to tackle this year. And some of those stacks that I've been working on in best ball right now is like uh, Derek Carr and Darren Waller. But I really love the what I did in this particular industry draft that we've been talking about, like Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, um, Kirk Cousins, um, Justin Jefferson. Doing those types of stacks, I think, are um, things that I'm going to try to attack when I'm in my drafts this year. Hopefully, none of the guys in my drafts are listening because they're going to make me pay up. But that's something that I'm really targeting this year. So it's me working on my lineups and me experimenting with that while I sit and drink a coffee and uh, look at beautiful Rainy Lake uh, out at my cottage. That's some of the, the practice and some of the prep work that I do to work on lineups and help me work on the different budget scenarios. So if you want to see what this looks like, again, you can get on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com, click on memberships. And if you download the, or if you purchase the sheets package for $7.95, you can see the industry mock draft that I was talking about and all the results that are right there. And it's all there on my spreadsheet. So the spreadsheet is the next thing that I'm working on. So looking on at the spreadsheet, I tier my players. I take all of our AAVs and I have those on the sheet. And then I have a column that has a dollar sign at the top and another column that has a DIF on the top or difference. So what I do here is I'm tracking what our AAVs are, but I'm also trying to see where the sweet spots are. So I tier each position. I color code it. So it stands out to me. Then I go through my spreadsheet and I put in bold the players that I'd like to target in this particular draft. So for instance, in the industry mock draft, a quarterback, I had Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins as quarterbacks that I would like to target. And then um, in that column with the dollar sign at the top, I put the actual value that the player went for in in the draft. So for instance, Matthew Stafford went for 26 bucks. Um, Jalen Hurts went for 29. Ryan Tannehill went for 23 and Kirk Cousins went for 20, who I picked up. And then the third column is that difference column. And all I'm doing is our AAV minus the actual dollar value to see where the value is. So for instance, Kirk Cousins, we had listed Superflex at $15. He went for 20. So that's a plus five difference. If we look at somebody like. Jameis Winston at that time, he was projected in our AAVs to go at $14. He went for $4. So that was a savings of $10. So that's kind of how that looks like. Uh, same type of thing that wide receiver, I color code them. I have the dollar sign. I have the difference there. And then you can see where the values are. So the values in this particular league really came in that third tier of wide receivers from Justin Jefferson at number eight, all the way down to Cooper cup at 17, every single one of those players with the exception of Mike Evans went for under what our AAV is. And I could see that right on the sheet, very quick and very easy. So I have that set up on my, on my cheat sheet. The other thing that I have on my cheat sheet that I'm working on, and I need to do a little bit more work on so that it works efficiently and easily 
within my draft is I have the budget breakdown section. So across the top of that, I have something that says rules and I have just, you know, three or four different cells filled in so that I remember what the rules are. So in this particular one, it says Superflex. It says 0.5 PPR and it says best ball. So that every time I'm rejigging my numbers, there's a reminder of what the rules are right there in front of me. The next thing I have under budget breakdown is I have all of the positions that I'm going to need to fill. So in this particular one, quarterback, running back, running back, receiver, 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 tight end, flex, super flex, and then bench. And then I have in brackets nine. And so I put my budgeted information there. So I went through there with you at the beginning. And then I went, there's another column that says new. So what that does for me is if I have to change what my budget was. So for instance, QB one, I got Russell Wilson for $31. I'd only budgeted 25. So I type in 31 there and I rejig all of the numbers now that I've spent $6 more quarterback. And at the bottom of those columns, there's a sum and that sum better add up to what your auction budget is in this particular case, $200. So, um, I rejig the numbers so that that number comes up to 200 at the bottom. And then I type in, in the third column, the actual dollar values so that you can see what I actually spent on them. So the new and actual, I don't know, they kind of counteract each other. So I need to do a little bit of work there, but that's something that I do is just creating the sheet. And then I also have, my actual lineup sheet listed right below that with all the dollar values that I spent and a total at the top. So again, I can see uh, I'm checking my numbers. I'm checking my math all the time. There's three different areas where it checks the math to say, Hey, you're um, budgeting for $200. You're over budgeting, you're under budgeting. So that's important when you're in the draft and I'm notorious for either leaving some money on the table or for messing up, especially if we've been drinking at the draft a little bit, for messing up my numbers and either overspending or underspending during my draft. So that's important there too. So having the checks and balances within my spreadsheets is a good thing for me. And I just need to do a little bit of work on that budget breakdown area to make it a little bit more effective. It works well. I think it needs to be better. And so in the next draft that I do, I'm going to tweak that a little bit and uh, see how it works. And the only way you can really do that is by doing it live in the draft. So you can kind of set some things up and then you have to test it in the live draft. So that's the second thing I'm working on here during the off season is working on my cheat sheet and getting it fine tuned so that it's ready to roll. All right. And setting up those tiers, I get ready for each of the different uh, drafts that we do, depending on what the rules are going to be and depending on the latest news and all those types of things. So the third thing that I'm doing here now over the course of the summer is I'm listening to podcasts. And this isn't so much about players, although the players do come up in those drafts, but I'm not listening to the fantasy footballers, even though they have a fantastic um, podcast and they're talking about great things every day. I'm not listening to CBS or ESPN because I think that those are just kind of um, high level or not even high level, like low hanging fruit information. It's for the general drafter. And I get they're super valuable. And I talk to friends and family and tell them that those are great podcasts for people who haven't got into listening to podcasts before. Really, it, it's a great place to start. Easy to listen to. They give you all the basic information. Um, the 
production values, fantastic, all of those things. And then I give them a couple of, you know, sleeper podcasts. And I, I mean, not that Roto Underworld is a sleeper podcast, but listening to um, that whole podcast network right now has been a real game changer for me during the off season. Just the amount of things that they do within that channel, you have a dynasty podcast, you have a regular redraft podcast, you have the analytics podcast, even the playing cards podcast. They talk about Devi players. There's a whole bunch of different shows within that network of uh, podcasts. And so listen to the pod father, Matt Kelly. He has some great guests on there and he talks a lot of strategy. He does talk about individual players, but there's also a lot of talk about roster construction, a lot of talk about, um, how to set up your lineup, how to tackle drafts, how, you know, those types of things. And right now that's what I need because I'm not in live drafts right now. So the individual players is not like super important for me because I can get that really quick a day or two before um, my live draft, but I need to work on how to set the most effective lineup, how to um, construct the best lineup to give me the best chances of winning. And the, you know, if it's talking about what to do in a one point PPR and what to do in points per carry leagues, what to do in super flex leagues, like that's the type of strategy stuff that I'm really working on right now. And I'll tell you, and I've talked about it before in the podcast, but if you haven't listened to Josh Larkey's, um, I think it's called breaking the code. I don't even know what all the names of those podcasts are. Cause I just follow the whole network, but the, uh, breaking the code podcast where he breaks down the analytics, of roster constructions. And I listened to the one a couple of weeks ago where it was the analytics behind stacking and how important that is. And it really has opened my eyes to that idea of doing it in redraft and not just in DFS or doing it in, you know, like on underdog, let's say. Um, so that's been a huge podcast for me today and cutting the grass today. Um, I was listening to Josh Larkey again. He had one of their interns on and they were talking a lot about roster construction, especially, especially a lot of talk about the end of your bench and guys that you're drafting there and just understanding the value of, you know, is having a fourth, a fourth quarterback in Superflex advantageous or having a number two tight end if you already have George Kittle? Like, is that advantageous? And uh, listening to the analytics of that is really helping me to understand roster construction better, and that's only going to help me more in my draft. So, again, it has nothing to do specifically with auction. It has nothing to do specifically with players. It's more so about the art of constructing your your – uh, your draft and your lineup and where to spend money, where not to spend money. I mean, they talk about, you know, in round this and in round that, but we can easily extrapolate that into, into auction values and auction tiers and those types of things. So listening to podcasts right now has uh, been a big thing for me. I like the Rotoviz, uh, um, but I live in that Roto Underworld uh, network. I think it's just super valuable. There's a varying degree of, different takes and different viewpoints. And I think that that's really important, important too. It's not just about what, you know, Matt Kelly's saying, um, Josh Larkey sometimes contradicts him, his guests sometimes contradict him. And so you're really getting a broad viewpoint on this roster construction and the analytics behind 
um, building your lineup. So that's something that's been really important to me as well. And then the fourth thing that I'm doing right now is I'm drafting. Now I'm drafting on underdog. It's not auction. They're not a sponsor. Maybe we'll get them on next year. But um, underdog, I think right now has been great for me because I can get these slow drafts going. It keeps my head in it every day as I'm checking and drafting one or two players per day, if I'm lucky on these slow drafts. But it's putting me into a situation where I'm on the clock. I need to make a decision. I need to make a decision on how I'm constructing my lineup. Um, it's allowing me to see where other people who are drafting right now, which is early. So typically they're more advanced players or drafters who are drafting right now before the preseason's even taken taken part. So you're seeing where guys are valued. You're seeing where the values are changing. And to me, that's great practice. Like I know someone and I have talked about it several times about the idea of mock drafting and really if how much value is actually in there. And if you go on to underdog and throw a, go into a 12 man, $5 league, um, that five bucks is not overly expensive and maybe you can win some money at the end of it. But the fact that there's money on the line means that people are actually thinking about who they're drafting. They're building rosters that they think are going to be league winners. And yes, it's best ball and yes, it's 0.5 PPR and all those things you need to consider. But the idea behind being on the clock, having to build a roster, having to diversify and looking at your team after and seeing, do I like this stack? Do I like that stack? Should I've, should I have um, maybe jumped up around and taken somebody else? Am I comfortable going robust RB and not having an anchor wide receiver? Like those types of things, when you tie all of that together, when I've worked on my lineups at the cabin and I'm, you know, on the little, in the little notebook, when I've worked on my tears in my cheat sheet, when I'm listening to these podcasts, now I'm live on the clock and um, I'm getting practice. And yes, maybe there's some monetary value at the end, but the value of getting me ready already um, in early August that I feel I could draft right now. And I know how I'd want to construct my lineup. I know what I feel comfortable with. I uh, know the guys that I value, the stacking that I value, how to build this lineup and this roster. I think that this has been super valuable for me. So when you tie all of those things together, then I feel like I'm going to be very prepared for my auction drafts heading into uh, the end of the month and early September. I think I, I think I'm ready and I'm going to keep this up throughout the month to get me really polished up and ready for drafts at the end of the month. So this is super valuable to me. So anyways, these are the things that I'm working on. I didn't want to do a long podcast tonight, but I just know we, we owed you some because it has been a few weeks. So those are the four things that I'm doing right now. I'm working on my lineups and just, like I say, doing those fake little mock drafts where I'm writing them down on paper just to see what teams I like, what teams I don't like, and also teaching myself how I can pivot really quickly and already have an idea of what tiers to go to and what players to start targeting. 
Uh, the second thing, working on my cheat sheet so that live in the draft, I'm effective and efficient at tracking my values, um, tracking the values of players, seeing where the auction you falls in uh, so that I can attack the auction and be aggressive. I'm listening to podcasts, which is the third thing to help me with my strategies and help me with my roster construction and help me with those you know, end of the draft, one, $2 players and who I should be targeting or what type of player I should be targeting. So that's the third thing I'm doing. And then finally, I'm actually doing live drafts, even if they're not auction, it's still getting me ready to auction draft. So those are the four things that I'm doing right now to prepare myself for the upcoming draft season. I would love to hear what you guys are doing. So feel free to jump on Twitter and um, tag us at Fantasy Auction and tell us some of the auction prep that you're doing right now to help get you ready for your, you know, your big home league, your big off office auction, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, at Fantasy Auction is our Twitter handle. That's where all the action kind of comes through. So the Slim runs that. So tell us on there what you're what you're doing. If you got a couple minutes right now, it'd be great too if you went on whatever podcast player you're listening to and you rate and review us so they can help us uh, spread the auction love. That would be fantastic too. And then finally, head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com and check out the free preview of our AAVs. We have a handful of articles on there if you're interested in learning a little bit more about strategy and some of those things. We don't do a lot of article stuff, but we do have articles on the website. And then finally, check out the membership area. Again, $7.95 gets you the sheets, and the sheets are just invaluable. Like Even if it's just about doing the heavy lifting for you so you don't have to create your own cheat sheet to get into the draft, you can use mine, Slims, and Blisters, combine them all together, download them, edit them, copy, paste, move, switch, whatever you want to do. And uh, they're already there made for you rather than, you know, you having to create your own. And um, finally, if you want to get the premium podcast, which we have uh, just a couple on there right now, but the guys are starting to heat up. Blister was already texting me tonight, you know, hey, how do I, how do I get this information? Where do I find that information? So he's going to start some premium podcasts as well. And as we work through to the uh, big draft season, those are going to be on there and be invaluable for you. They're solo shows from Blister and from Slim, and they're really you really get to get in their head as to what they're doing as far as prepping for their auction drafts. I hope tonight you um, understand some of the things and you got into my head about how I'm preparing for auction drafts. I didn't do it as a premium because I knew we owed you. Again, like I said, it's been a few weeks since we have podcasted for you. So that's the end of my solo show. A uh, couple of three different action items for you. Tweet us at Fancy Auction. Tell us what you're doing to prep for your auction go to the website check out the membership area give us a rate and review to help us uh, move up the ranks and that's all i have for you tonight so i will see blister tomorrow night and maybe slim tomorrow night as well and for the rest of you i'll see you when it's springtime in the rockies when it's springtime in the Rockies I'll become